Hey, it's your girl Brittany, and welcome to the Anchor Playlist, where we encourage, strengthen, and challenge believers to be anchored in the Lord through a playlist of biblical lessons. And today, I just wanted to start this lesson off by thanking you for listening, and thank you for tuning in and sharing this um, message. And I pray that if this message touches you, that you would, um, in turn, decide to bless someone else by sharing this message with them. And I also want to wish you a happy new year. Happy new year to you and many blessings to you and your family. Um, I know that 2020 was a very difficult year for us in many ways, whether it was financial or um, in our relationships or even at work. But I want us to and I hope that we are moving into 2021 with a heart of expectancy and a heart of um, courage. Knowing that we expect God to do something that he said he was going to do. You expect him to come true on his word. And also you have courage to believe him even when things don't go the way that you thought they would. You have courage to believe that even though I am in a horrible pit right now, God gave me a word and I expect him to do it. And there are some scriptures that I want to share with you before we um, move into our topic, which is deciding, not deciding, but um, reflecting on whether we are micromanaging God while we wait for him to do what he said he was going to do. And I want to remind us of who God is and his character and how he is true to his word. And you can find that in Psalm 33 and 9. And it says, for he spoke it and it came to be. He commanded it and it stood firm. So if God speaks something, it will come to pass. God has spoken things over your life and it has already come to pass, whether you see it or not. If God commanded it, it will stand firm. It will not change. It will not waver. Just because the situation looks undesirable. God has not wavered. He has not changed. And he is continuing to be faithful to his word. And even in Numbers 23 and 19, it says that, and this is a scripture that has begotten me through this season. It says that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. So if he said it, he's going to do it. If he said it, we can believe him. And even in Psalm 46 and 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in a time of trouble. That just means that when you find yourself alone or when you find yourself in a horrible situation, when you find yourself in undesirable circumstances, God is a refuge, which means that we can go into him and find safety. And even when we are in that terrible place, he's a very present help. He's there to assist us. He's there to comfort us. That means that he is present. He is not someone who allows you to walk into the valley of the shadow of death and leaves you there by yourself. He's walking through you. He's walking through it with you. But like in Psalm 46 and 10, it says, be still and know that I am God. So as we're worrying, as we are um, getting discouraged by the things that we see, we have to be still and know that our God is the King of Kings. Our God is the Lord of Lords. Our God is worthy to be praised. Our God is faithful. 
our God is all powerful. Our God has a plan for us and our God is compassionate and he's forgiving and he loves us and he's carrying us. Even if we fall, I'm sorry, not fall. Even if we stumble sometimes, he will not allow us to fall because he's upholding us. He's keeping us up. So don't beat yourself up if you fall short and trusting. Don't beat yourself up if you fall short in believing. Don't beat yourself up if you get discouraged, but just know that God is keeping you up. He will help your unbelief. He will be your portion. He will do all the things and be what you need him to be because he's our God and he loves us and he created us for his glory. And then in Psalm 37, 7, it says 37 and seven, it says, be still before God and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. There'll be times when the saying comes true. Comparison is the thief of joy. We're comparing our walk in our life with someone else's walk in their life and how um, doors are being opened for them. Or how things are going well for them. But in our life, it's not as pleasing as we want it to be. It's not meeting our expectation. It's not um, giving us joy because we're comparing it to someone else. And because we're still waiting and expecting for God to come through in his word. But even in those situations, we have to be still before God. And have peace before him. Peace in him. Knowing that he is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Knowing that if he spoke it. It will come to be. And if he commanded it. It will stand firm. We have to remember these things. When we're waiting on God. To bring these things to pass. Waiting on that. When we find ourselves in. Um terrible situations when we find ourselves sad when we find ourselves mourning when we find ourselves missing the things that used to be knowing that God will take this cup from us when the time is right knowing that after a little while after a little suffering after he uses those things for our good he will affirm us he will establish us he will restore us According to his will. And we just have to continue to believe that. And as we're believing that. We have to remember that. Believing is trusting. Believing is knowing that. Whoever you're putting your trust in. They can do what they said that they can do. They can do what they have intended to do. So we can't micromanage God. And signs of micromanaging God. Looks like avoiding delegation. Which means that you're not doing like it says in First Peter chapter 5 when it tells us to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. We can't delegate our cares to God. We can't share those burdens with him because we're constantly avoiding delegation because we believe that no one can handle our cares the way we can handle them. No one can take care of our cares the way that we can. No one can um, carry our concerns the way we feel that we can, 
which is why we continue to keep it to ourselves and we continue to allow those things to burden us, not realizing that he cares for us. So since he cares for us, we had to stop avoiding delegation and delegate and share and trust God with our concerns. Trust God with the problem that you have. Trust God enough to leave it at his feet. And there'll be times when we leave it at his feet, but we want to pick it back up. And that's the second thing, which is being control obsessed. We don't want to be control obsessed where even if we do cast our cares before the Lord, even if we do share our concerns with him, even if we do tell him our heart's desires and trust that he is caring enough to um, meet those needs or that he's able to do those things. Um, then we find ourselves wanting to control every aspect of um, the promise. We can't control every aspect of the promise. When you're controlling every aspect of the promise, it just shows that again, you don't have trust in God. And I found myself too. I'm sorry. I found myself here too, even in this season where I'm dealing with the hardest thing I've ever dealt with in my life. And I truly believe that I'm in the fight of my life, I'm fighting for my life in a certain way. I've delegated it to God, but there's been times when I pick it back up. I pick it back up when the storm starts to come. I pick it back up when um, the waves of life just starts to crash on me. But I had to remind myself through the word of God that I had to cast my cares upon God because he cares for me. And after we let go of that control, after we relinquish our expectation of how things should go, then we can't dictate everything. That's the third thing. People who are micromanagers, they try to dictate everything. They want to tell you exactly how it should go. If I give you, like, for example, God, if I give you this concern, I want you to do it this way. And I know that you may be thinking this, but I really think this way is better. Or we just don't give God the freedom to do and the control or the permission to do the things that he has intended for us because he has a plan for our life. And another thing. Another, I'm sorry, another sign of being a micromanager is that you suffer from reportomania. And I thought that was so cool. It says you suffer from reportomania. And by the way, I got all these things from a blog and I thought it was interesting. And I saw myself in many of these um, <laughs> symptoms of a micromanager. Um, and the reportomania, reportomania thing is that you want to report of like you want to report up everything that happens. So if God said he's going to do, do something for you, you want to know, okay, God, what, what have you done today? Or how was this looking? Or God, what happened? Or how would this turn out? Or yada, you know, whatever it is, you want to report on everything because you just don't trust. You won't trust the process. I won't trust the process. We won't trust the process. So we'll continue to suffer from mistrust or being a micromanager because we won't allow God to have the freedom to do the things that he has said he's going to do in our life. And the last thing I want to share is that when people are micromanagers or when we find ourselves micromanaging God, um, a sign is that you discourage independent decisions. 
And this is important because God, God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So that just shows right there that God is an independent thinker. Like, cause we're not on his, we're not on his level. So discouraging independent thinking looks like God saying that he's going to do it this way. He's going to use this for your glory, for his glory, even though it's hurting you. And if he runs it by you, you're like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Because this way is easier. This way is more comfortable for me. This way is more suitable for me. This way is more aligned to my own expectancy. This way is aligned to my expectation of your will for my life. Yes, I'm in line with your will, God, but I want you to do it my way. That is what micromanaging God looks like. And if you found yourself avoiding delegation, you found yourself refusing to cast your cares upon God. If you found yourself being a control obsessed, trying to control everything that happens, trying to control every obstacle, trying to control every part of the plan, trying to control the way God executes it, you're micromanaging him. If you're trying to dictate how he um, navigates your life, you're micromanaging him. If you're suffering from reportomania, you're micromanaging him. Or if you're suffering from discouraging God to do things his way or discouraging independent thinking, you're micromanaging him. And again, like I said before, when people micromanage, it's because that they don't trust that the person that they delegated that role to, the person that they delegated that assignment to, they don't trust that they'll be able to complete the task. They don't think that they'll be proficient in it. They don't think that they are capable or competent enough to do it. And so we have to ask ourselves, is that what we think about God? Is that what we think about our Savior? Is that what we think about the God who created the heavens? Who created the earth? Is that what we think about the God who delivered you in the last season? When we start to micromanage him or to watch everything he does, that just shows that we don't trust him. And the Bible already tells us that if he spoke it, it will come to pass. If he commanded it, it will stand firm. The Bible also tells us that it is better to put our trust in God than to put our trust in man. And it also tells us that any man who puts their trust in God will not be put to shame. He's telling you in his word that you can trust him. I know it looks bad. I know that people are winning. I know that people are towering over you or maybe someone's not treating you right. Or you feel like you've been counted out. But the Bible also tells us that he'll make our vindication shine like the noonday sun. There is hope in believing God to do it for you. There is hope in delegating our cares to him. There is hope in trusting him because we know that God is not a God that can fail. We know that God is able. We know that with man, things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible with God, but with us, we have our own limitations. So if we have our limitations, why Or would it make sense to try to carry it out by yourself? 
Would it make sense to try to carry out your own will and your own schemes? It doesn't. Because we only see a small view. We only see the surface level, but God sees behind the doors. God sees what's underneath the yeses that we um, commit to. God sees what's underneath the desires. God sees everything. He's all knowing and we're not. So we had to stop ourselves from micromanaging God by trusting and believing him. And the only way you can do that is if you actually know him. Do you know God well enough to trust him? If you don't, this is a time to learn. And that's not to say that if you find yourself doubting that you don't trust God fully or that you don't know him. That just means that we have to get back into the word. That just means that we have to um, bring things to our remembrance so that the, the times that he has delivered us. And that also means that we have to let go of our expectations of the way that God is going to do something. He tells us in his word that he's doing a new thing. Don't we see it? He's going to create a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. When you think of the wilderness or the woods, you don't think of roads there. That's a new thing. You wouldn't think of it. When you think of the desert, you don't think of rivers there. That's a new thing. You wouldn't expect that. So when God's saying he's doing something new, just remember that he has a plan for your life. Plans to plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So when that new thing comes, when you want God to do something new in your life, be prepared to relinquish that control. Be prepared to delegate your concerns to him. Be prepared to delegate your trust unto him. Because when we do these things, when we trust God and we believe him and we get to know him and we fight beyond our, our fears, because even though we may find ourselves on a, a strong track of trusting God, just know that the enemy will come in like a flood. But even then, the spirit of the Lord will raise, a, will raise a standard up against it. The spirit of the Lord will raise a standard. God is even helping you even then. But we have to get beyond the fiery darts that the enemy is trying to throw at us. We have to look beyond those things, knowing and believing that this too shall pass. Believing that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Because if we don't believe these things, we're not going to be anchored in the Lord. We're going to be quick to sway from here to there, from right to left, from one extreme to the next. But when we trust God, we are truly anchored. When we trust God, we don't micromanage him because we believe in him and we know him and we know him as our father. And we know that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So when you find yourself micromanaging God, get into the word. Think about the things that he has done for you. Apply it to your life. And those things will be your anchor and keep you grounded in God. And, will, and, it, will make you, and it will make it easier to trust, easier to wait, easier to believe. Get anchored. But remember, 
What good is an anchor if you don't use it? Tap in. <laughs>